check, check, mic check. show presented by nfab we're live on the air it's thursday october 13th it's noon pacific coming at you thanks for listening everybody 702-586-7857 we got four lines open if you want to call in monster energy cup this weekend that's why we're having a show a special monster energy cup show and uh, looking forward to that and all the things that happened uh, uh, at that race three main events a joker lane oh my Kenny Roxon's debuting on a Honda. Trey Kennard's debuting on a KTM. Uh, lots, of, lots of look forward to that race. Should be interesting. It's always provides some excitement. Who's going to forget the Joker lane? I don't know. I don't know who. Someone will, though. And uh, amateur all-star race and also a, uh, well, that's a 250F race. And there's amateur super mini race or something. I don't know. But all of that uh, is exciting. Uh, no doubt about it. And we thank Fly Racing for coming on the show. The 2017 stuff is out now. They are proud to launch it. And with this year's release, the Fly Design Team continues their dedication to innovate, develop, and improve the future of racewear. Future. Take me to your future. Invaluable insight from athletes born uh, both amateur and pro alike. Uh, of course, uh, Trey Kennard will be running fly this weekend at the Monster Energy Cup in La- here in Las Vegas. Hometown race. Go press comments tomorrow. And uh, flyracing.com, please check it out. We are going to give away a carbon fiber F2 with MIPS helmet from the folks at Fly in the retro spec uh, paint job. It's going to be the retro spec paint job only, which is uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool looking thing. And also, of course, NFAB. You got a Jeep truck or SUV? I bet you do. Uh, go to n-fab.com at nfab inc on instagram and twitter uh, they're a proud sponsor of the team jgr auto trader monster energy and a proud sponsor of the nfab ampro yamaha race team uh some big news with the uh, jgr that we're going to talk to uh today with uh jeff emig and jason thomas the the official switch to suzuki has been announced from those folks but jeep truck your suv part light mounting solutions bumpers uh steps uh roof mounts anything you need for your truck uh uh whether it's um uh, dodge chevy gmc anything else they've got it uh, everything's built in houston texas you at the good old usa and uh, 702 586 uh pulp will take your calls now call in you want to talk to jeff emig former supercross champion motocross champion or Jason Thomas, former German Supercross champion, former Montreal Supercross champion. Call in. Give us a call. And uh, one random caller will win a helmet. That's right. So uh, producing the show, holding things down. He's over there answering the phone calls. He's coming in early this today. The Tits Legendary. What's up, Tits? Hi, Steve. Hey, so Travis Marks. Yes. That's your buddy. Yes, he right? is. Yes. Uh, he, said he does your job now on Monday nights that yes. you, you could no longer do because yes. it's past your bedtime. Correct. Um, he wants to do a backflip from Travis Pastrana. Uh-huh. He... He says he's in. Uh-huh. 
His wife's not happy. Uh huh. Well, well, should he do it? Absolutely. We're trying to work this out. You never turn down a trip to Pastrana Land, ever. So, so you do you think he can do it? Do you think he will do it? I think. Because of everything that they've got there, with, with the start with the foam pits, yeah, we'll get yeah, familiar yeah, with yeah. it. Travis they is going to show you they, all they, the secrets. He's do everything. They'll the jump that when they actually do it. I've been there once before. I went there with Optrix once. And it was a pretty amazing thing. They have everything so almost idiot proof. Where he may have some crashes. Travis Marks was talking about this. <laughs> this is the Dune Goon. I, I'm aware yeah. of this. I have 100% confidence that he could do it. I mean, that he they, could pull it off. That he could pull it off. They have people. Does he I, have the balls to do it? Like, you know him better than I do. Like, will he chicken out? Will he just be like, no, can't do it? You know what? He and I have been trail riding before, and he gets hurt so stinking easy, it's ridiculous. So I could see, I'm actually texting him right now. I could see him being like, oh, I hurt my elbow. I can't do it anymore. But Oh, but so like he does, he does there, some in the foam pits? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think he'll, when it come, push comes to shove, when he got that much on the line, I would be. I probably would disown him if he actually is like, "Oh yeah, I hurt my elbow. I can't try it anymore." But we're, I, I think we're trying I think to he send a film it. crew there and everything. We, oh yeah, we, we no, want to he, document he, he, this. Yeah, I think he can do it. They've had a lot of people land backflips. Did you think really that dude landed yeah. a backflip? Yeah, they make it so idiot proof. I think he can. do Even it. Even Travis Marks can do it. Even well, the Dune Goon Travis no, Marks I hope can do he, it. I hope he makes it happen. We, yeah. We've got a date now. Yeah, from him and from Travis, oh, and really? we're okay. we're working we, things we, out. You can make it work. huh? Yeah. I, I, I have confidence. And besides, it's all mulch. I mean, it's not like he's going to go doing a 50-foot gap to a hard-packed landing. I mean, it's probably going to be like a little backflip onto mulch or something like that. He'll probably be going 10 feet far. Okay. Well, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Now, if you were to say, yeah, he's got to he's got to do a double jump. Yeah. Um, doing you got a problem? Then, yeah, that's a different story. Huh. If you can't do a backflip with Travis Pastrana at his house teaching right. you everything, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, I give up. Yeah. Right. Yep. All right. So we're I gonna think you can do it. We're gonna have that uh, happening. Uh, let's get Jeff Emig on the line, former Supercross and Motocross champion. The MEC is coming up. The Monster Energy Cup coming up this weekend. This is the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB, and Jason Thomas will be on too, as well to uh, to talk about everything that's going on that weekend. So um, the Joker Lane we got that going on this weekend. Three 10 lap main events. Olympic style scoring, the lowest wins, uh, um, and the tie break is the moto wins. Um, all real cool things. All things that you people have heard me say time and time again about how I'd love to see some of these things in Supercross. If you had a Joker Lane, one or two Supercrosses, I'd be fine with that. If you had five Supercrosses that had three 10 lappers instead of the 120 lapper, I'd be fine with that. Or even two 10 lappers instead of a 120 lapper. I'm fine with that also. Just switch things up. You can have different riders that are uh, specialty riders. Maybe certain riders will do better with two main events. Certain riders will figure out the joker lane better. Uh, lots of things like that. Lots of different strategy involved in Supercross. Um, well, when it comes to Monster Energy Cup anyways. That I'd like to see Supercross look at and, and implement. That that would be a great job, I think. Uh, just switch some things up, man. We, we, we need it. It's time. Monster Energy Cup provides a nice platform for everybody to take a look at those kind of things and more. And, of course, this weekend, that start starts at the, st- at the top of the stadium and goes straight down all the way across the length of the stadium. And uh, it is fast. So uh, it, it, that, that could be a game changer right there, those folks uh, doing something different. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. All right, let's get into our first guest of the evening. He is, uh, of the afternoon, former Supercross and Motocross champion, uh, the voice of FS2. This week in the race is on FS2. He's the color analyst alongside Ralph Shaheen. 
Jeff Emig, what's up, Fro? How are you? I'm doing great, enjoying this Thursday and trying to get all my uh, list of things to do you, uh, this week done before. You driving up or are you flying up? Head your window more. Yeah, I drive. You drive yeah. up? Okay. Um, I drive up and then right after the race, I drive home. No, <laughs> Nobody on the freeway uh, the, at 2 a.m. The, uh, the Fresno smooth days are long gone, huh? Well, I mean, if you look at it, you're probably going to be up till 2 in the morning anyway if you stay. Yep. So yep. you might as well be more productive and be uh, and be home with the family when you wake up. No, I agree. Yeah, it's not so bad. Of course, I live here, so it's uh, you know, um, <laughs> it's a little different now. But I don't find myself going out um, uh, as much as as I would when I didn't live here, because otherwise you're just like, let's go home. You know what I mean? So, um, I guess. Hey, so U.S. Open, which you won before, and you raced it, mm-hmm. and you were there as a spectator, or Monster Energy Cup, what? What do you take, Fro? What, which, what do you like better? They have, they both have their uh, positives and negatives. Um, I feel like there's a little bit of an outcry about, hey, the U.S. Open was cool. We should bring that back. Uh, what do you think? Well, it it was. Um, I feel like that the machines that our athletes are on in 2016 have completely outgrown the location at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. I mean, it's small. Yeah. I've I've raced smaller. Um, Feld and the motorsports group that was before Feld Motorsports and all that, uh, that put that event on, they put a lot of track and a little bit of area. But, you know, I I, I was uh, had the honor of racing that uh, event, what was that, 06? Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly where I, I rode a 450 Cowie there and Damon Huffman, Michael Rocco yeah. and myself did a yep. kind of a three-way battle event. And I just felt like that uh, the 450 was just way too much for that space. So um, the what, what Feld has done now with the Monster Energy Cup, you're really starting to see some creative ideas come out. And uh, with these guys riding 450s in the premier class, I mean – that's that's the place to have it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't take away from what the U.S. Open was and what it what it represented. Yeah. Um. I, I you know I think that it was a great event, but I, I think if you were going to have something like that, for sure it would have to be two fifties and below. Right. You know, I I just think that that's just too small a space for these bikes. Sure. Uh, Joker Lane every year it just seems like every somebody misses it. Uh, Three ten lappers. Um. What what do you like, Fro? Do you are you a gimmick guy? Uh, do you like those things? Um, would you put any Am of those I in supercars? Well, this is the first time you talked to me. <laughs> Did you ever watch my career? No. <laughs> Stop it. Um, you know, I talked to some people in the industry. I'm all for this. I've, I've yelled and screamed about this on the Pulp Show. Uh, I would I would do some races that had two 12 lappers. I would put a Joker Lane in regular supercross here and there. Um, what about yourself? Would do you like these things? Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about how exciting this is this weekend. Just seeing, I mean, I've I've obviously known about it for you, you know weeks and weeks, mm-hmm. but um, this starting line that Carmichael and the team at Feld designed to start at the top of the stadium and, and come down. I mean, it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's have a little bit of fun with it. Let's mm-hmm. see. You know, it, 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 I heard you talking before you brought me in there about. 
trying new things. You know, I mean, the Joker lane has been epic. I mean, is there is there better highlights than, you know, the one year that Dungey misses it? And we we couldn't hear what they were saying, but Lapoto <laughs> right. rides up next to him. It's like, dude, you missed the Joker lane. He hits himself in his head. Dungey's like, oh, man. Yeah. And then it's great. And then Villapoto missed it that year that he crashed after the first turn. Mm-hmm. He 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 missed it. And my thoughts are that he realized it and it distracted him, and consequently he ended up crashing literally like a split second later. Yep, that's kind of my analysis. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've never heard him say that, but he. You know, he missed it also. and uh, Anderson missed it. Miss it Anderson year. Anderson missed it last year in the first one, first main event. While he was leading, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So it's it, it's uh, it's fun. It's interesting. It's entertaining. You know, that's, that's what this race is about, is about entertainment. It's about, uh, you know, getting you hyped on Monster Energy Supercross mm-hmm. and getting to see these riders. You know, and the thing is, what I stressed last year, that our riders – ride so much on instincts right and they practice the same thing over and over again every week to do things perfectly and the joker lane specifically throws a wrench in that and we've seen three of the best yeah that's only the three i'm sure there's other guys that have missed it uh you know make mistakes and it and it cost them that way so it's interesting you Mm -hmm. know the track having the uh, the big uh, Talladega style turn going up into the grandstands, having it be faster. There's a lot more track this year outside of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to zigzag a couple of long lanes. Um, my 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 hope is that this race will attract more of the international competition. I mean, you know, international competitors. Um, uh, you know, like the MXGP World Champion Tim Geiser. You know, unfortunately, uh, with his injuries, not yeah. going to make it this week. But, but uh, you know, opening up the track like that certainly for the GP riders uh, is going to make it more interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I think it, this one's all about entertainment and having I, fun. I agree. Would you put any of those into Supercross, or am I going too far with that? I don't see how you can put a Joker lane into into Supercross into a points paying like championship. I don't think that it has. Uh, a place there. Mm-hmm. Um, the start. Right? I mean, that's, okay. I mean, it's a gimmick. It's a, uh, it's mm-hmm. a, yeah. The start. Is there a point where it could be too fast? 20 riders going downhill, dropping into the length of the stadium, roaring into, I assume a pretty tight left-hander. Is there a point did you, where did you just read a book of adjectives? No, why? You've been studying some adjectives. No, why? That was nice. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. I, well, I'm a professional. Roaring down into the stadium. You might be doing the promos before you know. <laughs> call me Larry Huffman. Um, no, sorry. So, yeah, uh, is there a point where maybe this thing, it's going to be a li- like, I'm thinking from a mechanic end of thing, uh, uh, adjusting your, your sprocket, the size, uh, uh, playing with your mapping a little bit, that affects you on other parts of the track. Or I'm thinking about these guys just not being able to stop stop in time because they're all gnarly competitors, you know. Um, well, what do I you can like? Tell you one thing: yeah. all those all those points that you uh, the points you made, uh, we don't have answers to them. But I can tell you what: we're about to find out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's gonna be <laughs> that great. First start because especially for like the amateur all stars, right? Don't they have the uh, Toyota? 
uh, truck giveaway for the whole shots. And yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's one thing for our seasoned veterans in the Premier Cup class. Then you go to the amateur all-stars. We, we know these kids have laid it on the line. I mean, they have oh, yeah. provided some excitement. And for the little bikes, uh, for the super minis, I mean, they're going to be tapped out. They're going to be in whatever fifth gear, you know, by the time they hit uh, 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 the, the um, bottom of the uh, racetrack there. Yeah. So, yeah. It should be exciting for sure. Um, I mean, I, I, the, the start alone I, is, is uh, to me, just such a focal point this year mm-hmm. uh, because we've never really seen anything like it, you know. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing it. These guys have done a good job of uh, bringing something new, bringing something interesting, and it is a shame that Geyser got hurt at his MX Cup and can't be here. Uh, I'd love to see what that, guy, what that kid could do. We all think he's coming here at some point in the future, you know, so um, it'd be really uh, interesting, and it's a shame that he's not racing. So, um, yep. so Kenny Roxon switched to Honda, and he won this race last year. He's got, you know, a month on the bike. Maybe maybe a little bit less. I mean, is that can you see him winning, or do you think it's just one of those things where he he's trying to get through it, figure out this bike, the the, the seventeen CRF four fifty all new, of course. Um, do you think that slows him down at all, or do you think we just see regular on the gas uh, Kenny Roxon? Well, as long as he's agreeing with the with the machine, then I don't see any reason why you're not going to see a continuation of, you know, how he was riding at the end of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we ride how we ride. It, you know, he's probably going to be pretty excited, uh, new team and all mm-hmm. of that sort of stuff. Um, you know, most of the time, you know, you're out there, uh, you know, if he's feeling good, yeah, there's, there's no reason why you're not going to see him uh, go out and uh, try to win the race. I'd say probably – you know, the fact that Dungey had some time off, um, you know, Anderson had uh, that unfortunate situation uh, at the Motocross of Nations. Um, yeah, I, I I think that the field is pretty open. Right, you know? right. Um, yeah. Dunge raced the SMX Cup, took the overall, didn't win a moto uh, last weekend in Germany, but, but won the overall. So it's just Ryan Dungey. I mean, he's going to be good. There's no doubt. Eli Tomac, yeah. I'm a little worried about his starts on this 310 lapper thing. Um, you know, he had some time off. He raced the two USGPs, and he's had some time off. If you look at it, Eli Tomac, I think, I mean, anyway, you look at it, uh, Kenny Rocks and Ryan Dungey Tomac are probably the favorites. And, it, and Tomac is the one that doesn't have a bike change and isn't coming off a long layoff. Yeah, and from uh, I didn't get a chance to go to uh, Glen Helen, even though it was the closest GP to my house. Um <laughs> But I mean, he put an ass whooping on everybody the yep. last couple of last couple of rounds. So I would say that Tomac um, has got things figured out at uh, Kawasaki also. And uh, it, you know, it's exciting to see these guys to see how they uh, y- you know how they match up again. And then the great thing for us is that gives us uh, uh, a bit of a you know a glimpse into uh, you know how to prepare for January and, mm-hmm. and what to expect. Um, you know, and the fact that uh, there's no points on the line, it's just a bunch of cash is, you know, is pretty exciting for these guys. And, you know, you wonder, you know, how much do, how much will the riders really hang it out if they don't have to, right? Yeah. Um, that was kind of always the, the, the thought with this event. Mm-hmm. Um, Supercross being, what, two and a half, the, the start of the championship being two and a half months away. 
you know, what, this is going to be our sixth Monster Energy Cup? I think, yeah, right? sixth or seventh, yeah. Fifth or sixth, something like that, whatever it is. So I, I got to look at my notes before the press conference on yeah, Friday yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, please do. <laughs> uh, but my, the point is, I haven't felt like that any of these guys, you know, any of these top guys have rode safely, have, uh, you know, mailed it in. You know, we've seen some pretty mm-hmm. incredible racing action, um, which is pure because these guys are out there and it's they're racing for pride and 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 some cash and and they work their butts off. You know, yeah. every week of the year, or at least fifty weeks a year, <laughs> and uh, and you know they go out there. They don't want to get beat, whether it's a points-paying race or not. They want to go out there and they want to be the star. That's the mm-hmm. type of desire that that these athletes have. So. Um, what it does for us is it, it gives us great Supercross entertainment, and uh, hopefully in 2016 we're going to have another uh, you know exciting event like we've had in the previous years. Is there as a racer uh, you won this event, but then it didn't really help you out because you got injured before the the next Supercross season? Um, I wrote this the other day about this race. As a racer, if you win this race, it can mean everything for A1 because you won the last Supercross coming into A1. But also as a racer, Fro, if you don't do as well as you'd like, you can. it really doesn't really matter because January is a far time away. Like it, your, your reliance on this event mentally and for your 17 prep is almost dependent on how you do, and you can rationalize it either way. Do you agree? Yeah, it gives you a good gauge. And if you, uh, if you go out and win the event, you're obviously riding uh, – uh, you know, that, that confidence high and you're feeling good about your bike set up. Um, if you don't, you're probably not feeling very good, especially if you get your ass whooped. Uh, and, you know, and if you're not comfortable on the bike and, and, and all that, but then it gives you a gauge and say, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm not where I need to be fitness wise or, you know, the front end's doing this or the engine's slow. I didn't get off the line. So it gives you, um, you know, it's like a real life, uh, sort of, you know, um, a testing session also. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's why we see such good action at this event, right? Everybody kind of goes for it. And, uh, and there's some purpose behind it. Um, in addition to just, yeah. uh, the performance at this event. Yeah. We've seen some strange, I mean, Kennard was in, 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 in perfect position to win until he dumped it. Millsaps has won this thing. James has won this thing. RV, the only rider to sweep them all. Uh, Anderson was un- phenomenal uh, uh, and, and would have won had he not uh, been docked. It's been, there's been some, some ho-hum races where it played out the way we thought, but it also has been pretty unpredictable. And if someone like Marvin Muskan comes out this weekend and wins Fro, I won't be that shocked. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I'd be stoked for him. It, it seems like he's, uh, you know, had a pretty good year on the 450 this year in Supercross. Uh, uh, you know, Marvin was interesting guy to me. I was, you know, there, there's so many of these, uh, and, and I'll call them kids only because he's probably half my age. Right. Uh, as, as these kids come through, they move over from France, specifically the French riders. Man, they have this amazing talent, and they're always really good in the regional classes right one two five mm-hmm. slash two fifty slash what else do we call it yeah lights Light. uh yeah yeah um and the transition to the big boy class then 
requires not just talent, but you got to be tough and you got to be strong, right? And Muscan's always been kind of a tall, lanky guy, and and um, but and I was like, okay, how's he going to be able to handle the 450? Is he going to be able to make that transition? And I certainly think that he has. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and then also, if his fitness is there, and then you add that to his finesse and his skill, he certainly is determined. He will win sometimes. I'm saying that before his career is over, he wins a Monster Energy Supercross title. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, bookmark yeah, I think, that. I think that, you know, one thing at the, at the Motocross of Nations a couple of uh, years ago, the, the one in France. Yep. He blew my mind at that event. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really, I mean, he planted a seed in my mind about how tough he is and what he can do. Uh, where that was a really tough track and all that, and he just he crushed it, you know, yep. and helped France win uh, for the second year in a row. So, yeah, I believe that he's got a lot of potential. 702-586-7857. Uh, got a few lines open. Give us a call on Fly Race and Moto 60 Show with uh, the great Jeff Emig on the line. Let's uh, take this call. This guy's not doing so well. Raining Yellow, what's up? All right. So, my guy's not going to be at the Monster Energy Cup, but I'd I got to assume he's going to be at the rhythm, right? Uh, I don't know. What would he be riding? What would he ride at the? Who's, it, who's this guy? Uh, James Stewart. It's raining, raining yellow. Um, okay. I don't yeah. know about well, what, what's he going to ride there, uh, raining yellow at the monster well, at the you, Red Bull. Did you see uh, Pastrana put out something on social media saying he's loaning the that five hundred to a friend? Oh, his uh, his two stroke that he rode a couple years ago. Um. Man, um, no, I didn't see that. But if Pastrana, yeah, that would make sense. I know Red Bull would do anything to get him there. So that's what I'm thinking. Red Bull would, you know, I'm thinking he's going to do whatever it takes. I mean, that event it should be called the James Stewart Straight Rhythm. Wow. Well, okay. I don't know about wow. that. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's bold. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So okay, Rainy Ellis. So what's the what's the call? What's your what's your purpose of your call? Just to tell us that. Uh, well, I just, it's just, I find it weird. I mean, I find it worrisome that we haven't heard any news. And even with his brother, it's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd be worried too if I was a James Stewart fan. Yes, I agree. If, if he's not at straight rhythm, an event that he's done the past two years, I mean, I'm really, really, really going to worry. Well, I, yeah, if I were you, Randy Yellow, I would already be worrying. I don't know what he's going to do next year. I have no idea. And, and but I, but I don't know how it can be. And, that, and I'm, I'm going to try to say this as nicely and professionally as possible. But it's like, how can you be? Uh, um, I understand. I've been there for almost every one of James Stewart's races. I understand. At times, I've thought he was literally the fastest rider in any generation versus the competition that I've ever seen. But when you look at how this season has gone, can you really be surprised that nobody wanted, or at least so far that I know of has picked him up? I mean, this is a premier rider that I am saying is one of the best I've ever seen. But yet to me, it's not surprising at all that a team hasn't picked him up because now, it, there's just did he too burn, much burn the bridge at Suzuki. I know last year. I mean, I, I'd imagine they can't be happy with with him not being there, being there. 
Well, and I don't I don't know what any of the personal relationships are with anyone at Suzuki or any of his sponsors or James in general. I'm looking at it purely from a performance standpoint. You've, the, the race teams that hire him have paid, uh, you know, Suzuki here in the last couple of years have paid him a lot of money, I'm sure. And the 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 fact that he was having trouble completing a Supercross main event is a big, big issue. Like, just go out and take the checkered flag. Man, we don't even care if you get last. And that couldn't happen. Like, that's the very basic thing as a rider that you have to do make the main and finish the main event. That's like the first step. And for whatever reason, I don't know because I am not close to James. I have no contact with him. Couldn't do that. And the same thing in the motocross championship. So, you know, it shouldn't be surprising that all the teams have been like, well, wait a second. We just can't get involved. We can't have this, you know, the, the thing, would it be great to have him at the, at the Red Bull straight rhythm? Heck yeah. That guy, that guy has dominated that event. He is really exciting. Um, maybe he rides the, you know, quote, Nitro Circus RM500. <laughs> right. I don't know. Um, Rainy Yellow, I've told you every week, he has to go the Chad Reed route and get some bikes and what he wants right. to ride and invest himself and get some sponsors. That's it. I don't know how many yeah. times i got to tell you that, Rainy yeah. Yellow, and then you, you call in and you go, I don't know what's happening with James. And I tell you the same thing, and then you say... Oh, I know. I just said, uh, you think there would be some... I mean, because it seems that no one has even the slightest clue. And it's like, usually there's rumors and stuff. We haven't heard nothing. Because I don't think there's anything going on, man. Hey, hey, other than this call, I have not heard James Stewart's name mentioned in any conversation that I've been in since the last time that he raced. Oh man, Rainy Yellow. Do we do we here at Pulpum X need to maybe chip in for some therapy for you? Uh, man, I already got the appointment booked. Yeah, uh, it's it's the day after Straight Rhythm, so hopefully shows that shows up and I can cancel that appointment. Okay, all right. Good luck, bud. So, all right, all right, guys. Take care. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Give us a call. I've got a question for Jeff Emig or Jason Thomas or about the MEC. Fro, before we let you go, um, your buddy uh, Jeremy Albrecht, old mechanic, and uh, Coy Gibbs uh, uh, at Gibbs JGR Racing. There, big news. They switched to Suzuki for next year. So Nicol- Nicoletti, Barsha, and Pike will be on the RMZ four fifty. They're going to have a couple two fifty riders, which uh, we didn't necessarily know about, and they dropped on us. Um, what are your thoughts about that program going yellow? Have they announced their uh, 250 riders yet? No, not yet. I, I think it's going to be Bichelle is going to be one of them, but I don't know for sure. Okay. Um, I think that that's a big step for the program. Um, I think that it's a big statement by uh, by um, a Suzuki mm-hmm. that they're they're really making some changes. And and I would say that uh, you know over the past well ever since Ricky stopped racing, um, you know they even though they've had success at times it it the i guess from the uh landscape of the corporate team funding things always seemed a little shaky mm-hmm. uh not 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 having the 250 team out there they were just really limited to to the 450 team and then RCH got involved and mm-hmm. and and all of these things but it seems like to me that they are investing in the future um I, I think the fact that Suzuki has uh, stepped up their partnership with RCH is a big thing. I think that RCH is um, 
ran like one of the best teams out there. Mm-hmm. I think that JGR being a, a you know a satellite team also essentially is very very professional and one of the best teams out there. And uh, so I think it's cool that the uh, that they put this together. Now for for Jeremy and Coy and the guys at JGR, uh, I think that this is a it'll be a fresh uh, start for them. Um, you know these uh, they unfortunately had to go through some years where uh, their primary team was riding the uh, the 450 Yamahas. And, mm-hmm. You know you you just heard that it, it was it was difficult at times to make the riders as comfortable comfortable as they want to be. The thing about the Suzuki is the bike really hasn't changed for a while. Nope. Seems to be pretty solid. It's kind of, you know, it's not the freshest, newest, shiniest thing out there, but yet, you know, we, we saw riders and teams have a lot of uh, success on it. So, um, yeah, I think that that's a good thing. And the fact that they now are, are going to start developing a 250 team, uh, I think is a big opportunity for them to start, uh, as these 250 teams have to, is that they start to dabble down in the amateur program also. Mm-hmm. And so I think for Suzuki, this is uh, that's that's going to be a good play for them. Uh, look, you're associated with, uh, with Husqvarna, and uh, before that was Kawasaki, mm-hmm. so I don't know if you've ever got a chance to ride a Yamaha or a Suzuki, uh, you know, 450 recently. Um, but does this help uh, Justin Barsha a little bit? Does this switch uh, change things for him? Well, I mean, Barsha is uh, is a unique individual. Uh, it seems like his confidence comes and goes. Um, you know, if he's comfortable on the bike, great. I think he can do great things. You know, he's uh, he's always been um, man. I need your book of adjectives <laughs> right so, now. Uh, you know, he's just at times. Uh, when he was younger, he just seemed so mentally tough. And then in the premier class, it seems like that, that confidence wavered. Mm-hmm. So hopefully with a change and a, and a fresh start and a bike that seems to uh, not do anything wrong, mm-hmm. uh, if you will, yep. it, it, it will be good for him. Yeah. Yeah. It should be interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see those guys for sure. Um, and what they can do. I mean, know, it's a so. proven bike. It won the motocross championship last year. It yep. won supercross events, all of that. So, Yep. Yeah, I think you you captured it perfectly. It's not sexy. It's an old bike, but it's proven to win. You know. So, yeah. um, hey Jeff, uh, thank you for coming on. Emig forty seven dot com people. That's where you go to uh, get the latest and greatest news on what Fro's doing, uh, including some cool apparel and and his partnership with uh, ODI, of course. So, uh, we will see you this weekend up in the booth there, Jeff. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you having me on. I look forward to. Uh Another exciting Monster Energy Cup. Yeah, should be great. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks. Live on Fox Sports 2, Two Saturday night. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. All right. See you. All right, take care. Yeah, uh, Jeff Emig, everybody, that should be a great race. I'm looking forward to it. This thing has always provided us excitement um, no matter what um, year it is. Who's going to miss a Joker lane? Who's going to come out of nowhere? Who's going to be better at uh, 10 lappers, et cetera, et cetera? And uh, uh, it should be nothing, nothing different. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB, flyracing.com, n-fab.com. Two great companies uh, involved in the sport heavily, whether it's the, with the JGR guys at the NFAB or Fly Racing, whether it's uh, Trey Kennard or Andrew Short, um, who just retired. Still with them, though. Davey Millsaps, Benny Bloss, Blake, Blake Baggett, uh, Wesson Pike. A lot of guys were, were Fly Racing. Adam Entenapp. 
chooses Fly Racing. So, uh, with that in mind, let's get to our next guest. He uh, he works at Fly Racing, former German Supercross champion, Montreal Supercross champion, uh, Jason, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? It's tough to follow, uh, Jeff Emig. I don't really have any credentials when you really start talking about Jeff Emig. So it's more like. You know, just yeah. uh, a guy that works for a company that sponsors the show. I think that's my best Pri- angle. Privateer, he sponsors no, no, the show. No, 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 no. So, just a yeah. representative from the title sponsor of our show. I think that's probably. Uh, yeah, that'll work better. Yeah, the better than uh, promoting Montreal. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, and, instead yeah. of comparing, like, you know, yeah. apples to apples with Fro. Fro, I, Fro told me one time that he was not never really that good at Supercross. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly yeah, what okay, he told you me. You look at it from my side. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to say to that, JT? Fro was not never that good at Supercross, amazingly. Yes, and, um, he, and he also thinks he has nothing to add as far as opinion or no, riding techniques no, or anything to a show. No, yeah. um, he's like the Phil Sims. Phil Sims when it comes to that stuff. Right. So uh, we'll touch on the Monster Energy Cup here uh, in a bit, but first I want to get. We'll just continue the conversation we were having with Fro before we got you on about the JGR team switching to Suzuki. Uh, a little bit of a shocker in that they announced they're going to help a couple. 250 riders, which gives them a whole lot more work to uh, to do now. And I do wonder what this does to um, Jimmy Albertson's uh, motorcycle superstore team uh, as far as the 250 support, because it looked like um, you know that was going to be a 250 team, and now JGR is running 250s. But anyways, regardless of that, uh, Barsha Nicoletti Pike now on Suzuki RMZs with a couple 250 guys. What's your thoughts? Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts there. Um, I don't think that uh, wheel has stopped spinning just yet. You know, I think there's still a lot of decisions that have to be made um, on a lot of the fronts, he said. So it'll be interesting to watch it unfold. You know, the the JGR thing with the 450 class, I think, is, is pretty solid. You know, they've already put out the PR, which, you know, in this sport is usually a month or two after things have actually <laughs> happened. But, uh yeah, I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see how Jimmy's deal goes. I think there's some big changes there as far as sponsorships and, and bikes and riders and all kinds of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of happened pretty quickly. I, you know, I don't think this was a, a deal where, you know, with Roxon, he's been signed for months and months. And, and when he moved to RCH, you know, he had been signed for months and months. I think mm-hmm. this was a pretty recent deal that, that happened pretty quickly. So. Um, they added some excitement to an all season that's been pretty slow, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty brutal. The RCH guys still haven't announced what they're going to do. Uh, we think it'll be Tickle, Wilson, and Bogle, um, and then uh, we think Brayton's going to MCR. But I mean, geez, it's October thirteenth, and none of this is done. You know, and these are great riders, and, and Weimer Chisholm uh, appear to be left with nothing once the music stops. So, um, getting back to JGR, does this help Justin Barsha? I mean, does this change, you know, when you preview the season and you look at how he's going to do, does the switch to an RMZ change anything with him? I think in Supercross it might. I really do. Uh, Outdoors, I think it's a wash. I think um, I I don't think he will drastically improve outdoors. Having ridden both of the bikes and rode the shootout and, and raced the Suzuki for a long time, I think that the improvement or the real chance of him uh, stepping stepping up is in Supercross. I, I just think the Suzuki is a more Supercross friendly chassis. It's a it's a smaller motorcycle, especially the feel of it. You know, maybe if you did the dimensions, it wouldn't be much different, but mm-hmm. the feel of it is much smaller. Uh, if you go back and, and look at you know the the stuff that James Stewart was trying to do, I think it was around 2011. 
they're you know going into the maybe the the eleven season or twelve season. You know, he was trying to turn that Yamaha into a Suzuki. You know, they they had custom fabricated Suzuki gas tanks onto the Yamaha. You know, to to just get that feel and and make it turn better and do all the things he wanted to do. So. I think it'll help Justin in Supercross. I think he'll be able to turn better. I think he'll be more aggressive or be able to be more aggressive. Uh, the biggest challenge, I think, is is finding the, the horsepower and the torque numbers that they had on the, the Yamaha because mm-hmm. uh, the Suzuki is not the fastest bike uh, out of production, and the Yamaha probably is. So I think they've got their, their work cut out for them uh, in the engine department. Uh, but I think the rest of it's, I want to say it's it's a step up it's for Supercross anyway. Outdoors, like I said, I think the Yamaha is very, very capable and, and a very balanced bike. But for Supercross, it just always felt mm-hmm. a little bit big for me. And Pike's had success when he rode for RCH, podium some races. He certainly knows the bike. Yeah, yep. the bike's capable. Um, I, I think they're, they're a bit behind the eight ball in, in some of their electronics and some of the you know, the production level equipment, but as we know, you know, a factory motorcycle, I mean, the sky's the limit on how much they can improve that stuff. So, you know, we get really caught up in this is a, is a bike falling behind or not, but that's so much more on a, on a production and just general customer purchase level than it is for a race team. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the 250 announcement is a bit surprising. Um, that should be interesting. It was, yeah. Do. I think uh, I think some of those things were some decisions were made by certain people that kind of forced you know forced their hand um, to make some changes. So I think that stuff will come more to light in the next few weeks. And, and obviously we have info behind the scenes that's a lot of it's hearsay and a lot of it's you know factual. Um, but it, I think a lot of those things happened, like we said, kind of recently. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't think many of those moves were planned. You know, if you told me that JGR was going to have a Suzuki 250 team two months ago, I would have laughed at you. Yeah. Um, oh, but with some of the decisions that were made and some of the, the hard lines that people took, uh, some of this stuff has kind of been made possible. I feel sorry for Dean Baker down at JGR and those guys because they just got a whole new bike and a whole new platform that they need to dive into on top of diving into the 450s. You know, uh, that's well, that's a lot of work. Isn't for those it guys. true that isn't it true that Yoshimir's handling the 250 development? I don't know. Are they? The, Did I? Yeah, hear I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure the, the Yoshimir 250 is going to be a Yoshimir 250. Uh, they're basically getting the bikes and racing out of a JGR program, but JGR won't be responsible for developing those bikes. Oh, okay. All right. That's the information I've gotten from right, right. multiple people. So, um, Michelle, I think would have an inside line um, for one of those spots. They like I would think so. If Suzuki has any say in it, uh, which they do, um, I would think so. They seemed happy with him. And, and he's a natural fit, right? When you yeah. look at who's available, yeah. I think he's a, a pretty the bear. fair fit for the that bear. bike. Yeah. The bear? Uh, I think the bear, too. Yeah. I, I mean, he's got to be on their list of guys. You yeah. know, I, I don't know right. who the list has on it or, or what their budget is, which I think budget would be a, a part of that. Um, but sure, why not? Yeah. Um, the uh, the the guys at, at JGR they did your RMZ 450s when you rode for Butler Brothers. Now that was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of their work? Uh, I think you guys switched suspension companies halfway through, but um, just for testing reasons. But what did you think of their abilities on an RMZ? Now we stayed JGR the whole time, uh, suspension as well. Um, but I think uh, I think they were they did a great job. You know the. 
the funny thing is, is it always comes down to money and no matter what, right. In any situation, because the initial bike they first built for us was a rocket ship. I mean, it really, really was fast. And I don't know if it was as fast as, you know, what Justin Barsha has now or anything like that, but it was really fast. And, you know, they basically said, hey, this is what it's going to cost to build it and maintain it. And at the time, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't feasible for us. Forest didn't have budget for it and couldn't pay couldn't pay that much. Yeah, very simply. So we had to dumb it down a little bit and and take some of the little pieces in that that you know it added horsepower and added torque and and um, our finished product was a little bit slower than what we would have liked, but mm-hmm. it was manageable um, and it was still fast. It was very competitive, but it wasn't what they were truly capable of. So my memories of that bike, it was a very, it was probably the fastest Suzuki I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I remember what the potential of it was. And, and I think that's going to be interesting to watch because obviously with, you know, Justin's bike, he'll have absolutely the best they have to offer. Yep. Uh, so I I think they'll have a fast bike, but I think it'll be, it'll take some time to get them back to the level that they're currently at, which is possibly the fastest bike on the track. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that Yamaha has got a little bit of a, just a, an inherent advantage there, you know? Um, well, yeah, it's hard to make up for, you know, six or seven horsepower stock. You know, you, you initially got to just get back to the stock numbers. Uh, forget about trying to get to the, you know, mid-60s that a, that a JGR bike would have. Uh, I spoke with, uh, or I texted back and forth with uh, our buddy Chad Reed this week. And, uh, you know, he's always had a poor Monster Cup. Never been really ready or, or last-second commitment or simply maybe not giving uh, a care that much to it. Um, but he, he he assures me he's, he's done some testing and he is going into this race with a, a little different attitude than he's had in the past. I don't know if he can win it, but it should be interesting to see uh, a 22 that's been, you know, uh, riding supercross and actually testing. Yeah, it will be. And and you're right about the, the lack of preparation. He's just never taken this race very seriously. Uh, I think as he's gotten older, that's one thing. You know, he still has the talent. He still has these things. But I think... For him to be at his best at his age now, it takes a lot of preparation. Uh, he can't just show up and and do really well like he used to be able to do that. You know, yeah. uh, ten years ago, even seven or eight years ago, he wouldn't have to work very hard and he could still show up and do well. Now, if he does that, he shows up and it's pretty disappointing. Um, which we we've seen that. You know, with the, his MXGP rides this year and, and mm-hmm. just times when he's not 100% into it and prepared, he he struggles. Uh, but you know, going into this weekend, he's definitely approached it differently. Uh, just in speaking with him, uh, this week, you know, I kind of asked him what he was doing for dinner. He's like, well, don't, don't plan on seeing me really much this weekend. I'm going to be head down and, and locked down in the motorhome all weekend trying to, he, he needs to, he needs to do well. You know, I think he feels pressure to perform if he wants to continue to be a supercross star and, and command the money he wants to command i think he he feels like he needs to go out there and do it so um Mm -hmm. it's fun for me to see because you know as a a friend and a fan of his i want him to be competitive and and on the level like we saw him in the first few supercrosses of 2016 so uh i'm I'm expecting a lot out of him uh fly racing zone trey canard racing this weekend do we know he's he will not be it's not my place to say but i can just uh just Pretend to have a crystal ball, and uh, we'll say he's not going to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can just go with that. So we've seen some nutty things happen at this race. Uh, Anderson probably should have won it last year. Uh, Millsaps did win it one year. Stu won it. Um, Villapoto's missed the, the Joker lane. Dungey's missed the Joker lane. 
Is there, okay, so obviously the Roxen, Dungey, and Tomac, I think are, the win goes to one of those if you were to bet. And, uh, you know, we are in Vegas, so we, we mm-hmm. that is acceptable. But, I mean, I was just telling Fro, like, I could see Muscan winning this. Um, and do you have any other outside guys that could take this thing after three races? And, and, um, and you'd be like, um, yeah, okay, I see that guy winning. Is there somebody else? I really don't, because if you look at the list of guys, you take Stu out, you take Jason Anderson out, you take Kennard out, you take Millsaps out, you take, I mean, just guy after guy, Cooper Webb out, you know, you just take so much talent out of the mix. And then you keep in mind that, the, you know, my, in my opinion, the three best riders on earth overall, if you take all disciplines, uh, which are Eli Tomac, Ryan Dungey, and Ken Roxon, mm-hmm. all three of those guys are racing. So when you when you counter the fact that, a ton of talents missing, like legitimate championship level guys are missing, plus the three best guys in the world are racing. I just don't see how one of those three won't win it. Right, right. And um do you like Roxon to be Kenny Roxon again or do you think there's I mean Fro didn't seem to think that the switch to Honda would, would, would you know give him any trouble or any pause at all. Uh do you like him to be just exactly like as fast as always? I do. Um, I think, you know, the track is fairly easy. Uh, there's no whoops. There's no uh, really weird sections. You know, the, the there's the big sweeper, but that's pretty pretty basic. Uh, so I think as far as, like, if he was going to have any real setup problems, I don't think this track would, would bring those out. Yeah. Uh, I think that the Honda is really, really good in areas like this track has where it's slippery and tight turns and it needs a lot of weight on the front end i think that's a honda characteristic and he you know we saw how good he was at this race last year so i i do think at times he will scratch his head a bit with a new bike but i I just don't see that or see the track being Mm -hmm. difficult enough to bring that out this weekend do you like him to win i do yeah I, i do think he'll win i think his starts will be really good uh, yeah, I think Tomac starts are, are going to be his, you know, bugaboo this weekend. This race, maybe more than any other, is just critical on the start because there's nothing to separate. You know, if, if you don't get the good start here, you can't pass. You know, there's not enough difficult sections on the track to pass. Um, so having said all that, you know, I think Dungey will be right in the mix, but I see Kenny walking away with the, the hundred grand. And Tomac starts being an issue. <laughs> right, yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Eli, Eli starts are just going to hold them back too much. What about this start, man? I I don't want to I don't want to say it's dangerous, but maybe it's dangerous. <laughs> it might be. Yeah, it might. I, I think be. it's a cool it's a cool aspect, but man, you you know that the powers that fell, they're going to be holding their breath every time. Yeah, right? like you're going to be going really fast. Yeah. Yeah, I don't so much worry about the the guys in the main event because they're so talented and just they're they have so much bike control and that you know the guys in the back are not just going to go barreling into the guys in the front. They, mm-hmm. They're just too much experience for that. But I worry about more about the amateur all stars and the super mini kids. Those are the guys I worry about. They've never seen anything like this. They've never raced on anything like yeah. this. This kind of start. Um, or you know, and they just don't yeah. have the experience that these professionals have. That, those are the guys I worry about. Or there's an LCQ in the day, you know, to get in. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. even those guys. I mean, you're talking about legitimate professional racers out there. Um, I don't worry. Even those guys, you know, I, I would assume maybe that the risk level goes up a bit, but when you're talking about kids and amateurs that probably have never even, you know, raced on a super cross track, maybe mm-hmm. r- ridden, but never raced on one in right. that environment under that much pressure. 
that's where I think your real chance of injury and, and something, something um, that nobody wants to see happen. That's where I'm scared. It's fast. It's really fast. It is. Yeah, these kids are <laughs> – they're on little, you know, these kids are going to be on 85s. You know, they don't have the best breaks in the world to start with. Um, and, that, you know, hopefully nothing happens. Hopefully it's just a huge hit. But those, those races, the, the sideshow, you know, quote-unquote races mm-hmm. are the ones I, I'm nervous about watching the start. Joker lane or 310 lappers, uh, what would you put in the Supercross? I would do the 310 lappers before I do the Joker lane. Uh, I think the Joker lane just a bit gimmicky. I think it, it works okay at this one race where there's no points and it's it's for fun anyway. Uh, the 310 lappers, though, I think any time that you can get more real-life racing mm-hmm. that count for points and count for a real result uh, with your stars, mm-hmm. I think the better. You know, the heat races are great and all that, but... A lot of times guys are not really fighting for position so much. Um, but if you get 310 lappers, that's that's quite a bit. And the buildup between each main event, I think, helps, too, to keep the crowd entertained and to keep uh, the audience captivated. 310 lappers or nets? I would say pretty much anything over nets. Really? <laughs> Surprising. No, I don't know. I think the, the nets are just a logistics problem and making them where fans can still see and lots of those things. I, I think the safety thing and being able to have berms again, I think there's some legitimacy to that. It'll help the racing, no doubt. Um, the uh, 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 the Olympic-style scoring, too, adds to it a little bit, too, a little different. You know what I mean? There's not that gap between first and second like there is in right. the Supercross. So that's a that's an interesting twist on, on overall when it comes to the overalls and everything else. Um, anybody, is anybody using any of the the weirdo rules like the you know the headset or I don't know what the communication rules? Uh, I don't think I know of. I know you can run things. data. The guys will have data on right. on to show. Yeah, that's, that's what I was wondering if anybody is taking advantage of the the loopholes that Monster Cup provides. Um, don't you think the Joker Lane though should be uh, faster? I think it should be faster. I do. I do. I think it should be an advantage. Yes. Yeah, so you can you're stuck behind a guy and you can get by him. You yeah. know. Uh, instead, yeah, I would of, agree with that. Yeah. I think if. Uh, a guy, you know, um, I think their strategy for the guy that's in second place versus first place, you know, if their guys are battling, like, do you wait? Do you wait? Or I, I just think it opens more opportunities than going slower. Or, so. you know, a, a Tomac gets a bad start and he's working through the pack and he gets three guys. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, from from the uh, from the Joker League. Like, that's awesome. Well, and I think for, for a guy like Eli, Eli, too, that's worried about bad starts, if he uses it on the first lap, that could that could you know erase his bad start. So um, I think there's some things like that to it. Where if you if you've get, gotten bad starts, you know the track's incredibly tough to pass on. You go to it the first lap, and maybe you go from tenth to fifth, and then the race is completely different, mm-hmm. or even or even further up. You yep. can maybe even take the lead from right. se- from seventh or eighth place. Yep, uh, absolutely. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Give us a call. Still looking to give away a Fly F two with uh, carbon F two helmet with MIPS, uh, the retro spec uh, paint job, which is something new for you guys, JT. Yeah, it's. Uh one of those things where graphics change every year. So yeah. we're just trying to keep it fresh. And luckily we have such a wide line that, um, we can do your, your mainstream graphic and then we can do something a little bit wilder too. So the retrospect is definitely a, a step out there as far as, um, trying to ch- offer something that not everybody else has. Um, yeah, and what else is going on? Fly racing, anything else exciting, anything new? You guys are 
giving some you having some gear this weekend some yeah we're dropping uh le oh, gear we'll have some snap. uh some sneak peek stuff today and then uh it'll be available worldwide tomorrow so um yeah it's we do yeah a couple le you know limited edition sets a year which mm-hmm. we're reviewing how we're going to approach that in the future but we're excited about this weekend stuff anyway so you have uh baggett and bloss debuting that we do. Yeah, we'll have those two guys. And then unfortunately, just with, you know, the way things have gone, we, you know, we we're hoping Weston would be in it. We were hoping Trey would be in it. But, you know, those guys are not racing for different reasons. Um, but we'll have uh, some amateur guys in it. And, uh, you know, a bunch of privateers, you know, our regulars like Nick Schmidt. And um, I think we have the unarguably the the widest selection of privateers out there um so we're gonna we're gonna try to paint the field with it as much as we can and get some visibility yeah uh let's go to brandon brandon what's up you want to ask about roxon uh yeah hey steve thanks for taking my call no problem what's up i guess i just wanted to get your take on on roxon what you think his odds are winning his first race on the new bike I, I JT said earlier he thinks he's uh, he thinks he's going to win, and um, I do too. I do. I think Kenny, I can, can I think Kenny will win. I think he's been riding this bike uh, a little while now, and it's it's it's, it's factory Honda, so they'll have it working well. Uh, yeah, I, I can see him winning, Brandon. I really can. Okay. So I guess I was going to ask about Trey too. I wasn't sure if Trey'd be there, but I guess uh, I guess JT answered that. Question, yeah, Crystal so. Ball says he's not going to be there, man. So. Uh, I like Trey. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Trey on the KTM too. Um, should be interesting after so many years on a Honda to see the 41 on a KTM will be a little weird. Uh, Brandon, you uh, you want the Fly Racing helmet? Oh, I'd love one. All love right, it. stay on hold. You, you win the Fly Racing F2 with MIPS, the retrospect paint job. Um, so you have to take the retrospect paint job, though, Brandon. Um, that's what we're doing. So Tits, I'll get your info. Stay on hold, man. Cool. Thanks a lot, Steve. Uh, Thank sh- you. No problem. Uh, JT, that's something else that's been. A little bit lost this this week with the Roxon news and with the JGR news. Uh, our buddy Forrest Butler uh, ran the BTO Sports KTM team for the last number of years, and they have a new sponsor, sponsor Rocky Mountain uh, ATV MC. It's a uh, it's a competitor of BTO, an online uh, retailer. But uh, they uh, they announced their team of Bloss, Baggett, and Millsaps. We knew that those three guys would be on for a while. It's a good team, but uh, a new look for Forrest and uh, and the KTM guys. Yeah, it's exciting for Forrest. Um, you know, I think uh, as far as his team structure and all that, it's it's kind of business as usual. Um, I think there was a lot of misconception out there about, oh, the team was switching hands or anything like that. And, yeah, people, and it's not. It's people just, seem uh, to think that Forrest or BTO owned the team for some reason. And, and you know what? That's a little bit of credit to Forrest for doing such a good branding job. Yeah, and Forrest, uh, you know, he had he had said in some interviews that he had partnered with um, the the owners of BTO, which he had at one point, but I kind of dissolved a bit. Um, but yeah, it's Forrest wants wants that he wants the team name to be the title sponsor to give them as much uh, exposure as possible. Which is you know, clever that, because we always say, is. think about it, we say RCH Suzuki. Yep, that's what everyone right. says. And, Absolutely, and, and that's what the change was. It used to be BBMX. That's mm-hmm. what everyone used to say, yep. and a, as he made that change, it's gone along with it. So I think that was a really smart move, uh, but I know he's excited. It's a you know, long-term partnership he signed with, uh, with Rocky Mountain, um, and uh, I think this weekend's a great way to kick it off. I know he's a little bummed that Davey's not able to, to ride and race yet, uh, but yeah, they're... 
they're wide open trying to get a new truck dialed in and all kinds of stuff that uh you know a, a big sponsor like this changes over yeah it should be interesting to see how how uh how those guys look and how it goes and everything else fly still on board with that team of course and uh and ktm they're on the factory bikes so and bag it they'll be debuting this weekend so it'll be weird to see bag it with a new uh number and or a new new the new number four on a ktm will be will be new and uh yeah it should be interesting last call of the day kyle what's happening man Hey, how's it going? Good, what's up? Hey, uh, you was talking about all these new teams going to Suzuki. I thought that uh, that Dirt Candy team was going to be a 250 effort from the Suzuki factory. Uh, are they still going to be around? Because yeah. I knew they signed... Yeah, Luke Klaus, uh, multi-year deal. Yeah, honestly, Kyle, uh, that's mad racing now. They changed graphic companies, so Dirt Candy didn't work anymore. Uh, Ronnie Stewart okay. went with Dirt Candy uh, on his effort, I believe, or no? Ronnie left Dirt Candy. No, Dirt Candy's still on Mad. I can't. I can't keep it straight. But uh, uh, Kyle, I can't confirm this, but I got a tweet from somebody that said Clout was told the team folded. Mad Racing wasn't oh. going to be around anymore. Now, again, unconfirmed. I just got a tweet from somebody about that. But um, so I'm not really sure. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Uh, but yeah, there is the Ronnie Stewart effort still out there. Then there was Mad Racing, and then there's Jimmy Albertson Superstore team. So I think that's all still shaking down. Kyle is still still waiting to see. All right, cool. Well, so, I was just wondering. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, it should be interesting to see what Suzuki does now. Uh, I'm with you though, JT. The two JGR getting a couple of 250 rides is not just done because everything's hunky-dory with the other teams. Do you know what I mean? That's done with like, hey, we're losing some teams. Things are going sideways. We have to guarantee ourselves a couple of 250 riders. Yeah, I think, uh, as you said, that was not something that was planned mm -hmm. uh, until very recently. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out, because like I said at, you know, at the beginning of my segment, I don't think any of that is set in stone yet. So I think... Uh, as opportunities and, and things become clear for both Suzuki and JGR and all interested parties, I think they'll they'll make the right decisions right. and go with what makes sense. Well, cool. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. You're coming this weekend, right? I never even asked you. You're you're coming? Uh, yeah. I remember okay. we were talking about possibly doing a show tomorrow night, and then you said no. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, never yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah, we're not doing a show. We were thinking about it, but then you bailed. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I would have done a show. You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't stay for the whole thing, you said. So, no, I'm not going to do it. So. <laughs> Um, all right. All right. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you this weekend, JT, uh, here at the Monster Energy Cup. Thanks, buddy. See ya. All right. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. FlyRacing.com and fabcom Great guys. Jeep, truck, and SUV parts. And, of course, uh, Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. You'll see some new uh, limited edition uh, gear this weekend at the Monster Cup. All right, that's really it for the year. We told you that we were done after uh, Indiana, but uh, we had one more show to do. We figured, why not talk some Monster Cup? It's exciting. It's interesting. So now we're really done for the year. Till Anaheim. We're coming back next year, though, tits. Looking forward to it. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Thanks, everybody. See ya. I was born in